How's everyone doing today? This is Ronnie Johnson. I'm here with Sean Smith. We are going to talk a little fantasy football. We like we always do it IDP style. Sean, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. And guess what? We're entering the start of the playoffs for fantasy season for many leagues, including ours. So this is going to be an important week if you want to uh, win your league and get all the bragging rights. How are you doing this weekend? Oh man, I'm living living life large. I thought I was going to score the most points in the league this, you know, but my players let me down last night, but I got a W under the belt. I'm dropping. I think I'm heading to that toilet bowl, but we'll see how the 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 year ends out. All right, so uh there's no buys buys this week, uh which is good. Always a good thing for the start of playoffs that you don't have to worry about teams being on buys. Um in other news, Pittsburgh linebacker Robert Splane, he injured his knee. So that trade from the Jets is looking pretty good now. Avery Williams, the linebacker, he's probably going to be the guy getting all the tackles. Um, Buffalo's linebacker Matt Milano, he's back from IR. And Tennessee's defensive lineman Jadavian Clowney, he's done for the year after having a knee surgery. So that's all I have for news and notes. Do you have anything to add to that short list? Oh, I sure do. I can't believe you skipped by, man. The Jets finally made a coaching change they let go of their defensive coordinator and in my opinion that was the best side of the ball getting played played this year they had some decent ball players even though they kept getting rid of their stud players and they weren't even ranked dead last unlike their offense I agree 100 percent I mean if anything you fire Gase not Williams I don't know if Williams would be the head coach but you know, a lot of people gave him, said it was the reason they lost that game to the, the Raiders. But you know what? I, I can't blame him. I like that aggressive style. And it costs you once in a while, but it also was the reason why that game was that close. And they were actually winning. It's because of that aggressive style. But, I mean, I hate to put it on that, that corner, but, you know, that corner is probably like a fifth-string corner that was playing uh, against Ruggs. <laughs> and someone's got to tell him, look, we're blitzing. you got to stay back and don't, don't get beat deep. They, if you get give up a catch underneath, that's fine. We'll make the tackle. Maybe the clock will run out. They're going to have to do everything they can to get another playoff. So, But he bit on the inside fake and got beat over the top. So I don't know. One other thing I guess he could have done is one of their blitzers was kind of like a spy. He could have just stayed deep and been like a, a deep one safety. But they did not do that. They lost. They fired the wrong coach. Uh, both of them are going to get fired at the end of the year. We know that. But you, I agree with you 100%. The Jets, the only thing they have going for them is defense. doesn't matter who calls plays on offense. The offense is bad. I agree 100%. And I was listening to something. I can't remember where I heard it. But they said the only reason they didn't fire Adam Gates is because uh, the once-in-a-lifetime talent of Lawrence, you know, the quarterback, they want to guarantee that pick, and no one loses like Gates loses. He's the best at something, and that something is losing. He's the number one loser. Man, speaking of uh, defenses, did you watch the Cleveland-Tennessee? Tennessee looked like their old self with no defense. Uh, I really didn't watch that game, but I, my phone was blowing up <laughs> about that game. And I was laughing the whole time I was watching that. Uh, unfortunately another game <laughs> uh -huh. yeah they uh -huh. they just got i mean they gave up 41 points to cleveland i told you cleveland just get them out of that cold weather and they're going to be pretty good so that might be a thing on the waiver wire we talk about later but yeah i'm i'm thinking if i were tennessee 
I would start calling up Greg Williams and say, hey, we know you got fired, but we need somebody who can coach defense because we've got some guys on our team, but we just can't seem to call defense very well against Cleveland. Yeah, I agree with you there. But some defenses stood out this week. I like uh, I like Washington's defense. They got the the first uh, defeat of Pittsburgh this year. And like we said before, I mean, pretty much every week, is this team is that Washington defense team is stacked full of studs. Entire defensive line. They've got a pretty good linebacker. I think you got a pick in this game, John Bostick. Pretty good defensive backs. Even we like their rookie in, in uh, Cameron Curls. So I'm not too surprised even though I didn't think that Pittsburgh would lose, but that defense won it for them. And then, you know, the Giants keep saying, hey, their defense is, is looking good too. It's surprising they're that bad. And they pulled it out. So this is the time to start looking at defense because what does defense do? When they win championships, baby. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so speaking of defenses, um, I'm looking at the top races in different categories on defense for the year, I'll uh, give you a chance to get these. Hopefully, you've uh, studied up. If not, this will be funner. So, uh, who? I'm just going to do the top one, maybe the top two in some. But who leads the league in sacks now? Oh well, and I honestly, I don't even know what website to even believe. Anymore. Go off, a, go off of our fantasy site. <laughs> well, last was it last week? T.J. Watt took it over, so I'm going to stick with T.J. Watt. He did. He had another good game. And Aaron Donald's right behind him. He finally got another mm-hmm. sack. So TJ Watt has 12 and Aaron Donald has 11. And then there's a bunch of people tied at 10 and a half. So that's where the sack race sits right now. Pass defenses. This is a three-way tie for first. So pretty much just have to guess one of these guys. But who leads the league in pass defenses right now? And all of this is, you know, and there's another game that should count tonight. But none of those guys are really in the running in Dallas and Baltimore. So I'd left them out. So pass defenses, who leads the league? I'm going to go with uh, J.C. Jackson seems to be hot. but He's getting a lot of interceptions, but I'm going to stick with him. He's not in the top three tie. It's, <sighs> I mean, you can't go wrong with guessing the juice. James Bradbury, he's up there. Xavier oh. Howard, who's probably leading the league in, in a few categories. And Carlton Davis, all of them with 16 pass defenses on the year. So that's more than one per game. All right, moving on to this one I think is the tougher one, solos. Oh, last week. I looked into that last week. It was. And, of course, this is going off of our site. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not whatever site you used. <laughs> I'm going to go with oh, Buffalo safety, Jordan Pryor. I think he's one off. He's at 76 oh. solos. And Roquan Smith, Chicago's linebacker, 77. That's all he does is get solos. He's kind of a stud there. He doesn't get a lot of the other stuff. You don't see him on the uh, Alba Faye team too often, but he does get his tackles and the solos specifically. All right, and last but not least, interceptions. Who leads the league? Oh, oh that one's easy, man, and he's even on my free agent wire this week. Xavier Howard. Yeah, and he got thrown out of Maybe. that game for getting in a fight. <laughs> he could have had another nice. one, but he's got eight on the year to lead the NFL with with interceptions and you know jc jackson's still up there too but Xavier howard the i was going to save this for the waiver wire but now Xavier howard has two different four game interception streaks earlier in the year he had four straight games with an int and now he's got four straight games with an int so there's where his eight, eight come from won a game four straight twice 
All right, that's wow. it for the top races. That's uh, you know, it's kind of going to be interesting in who wins the league in sacks. Sacks seem like they're kind of low, but we're only at week you know thirteen now, so going into fourteen. So we'll see if anybody can get close to twenty. I doubt it. Maybe we'll get an eighteen, but most likely someone's going to win it around sixteen. All right, so an update on this one. I feel good that I finally got off the, the snide. I don't even know what they call that. Is it the snide when you're in a bad slump? In the pick six, <laughs> I'm just making up words now. So in the pick six, I went five and one this week, and you went three and three. So I got Aww. the one this week, but I'm back to the, uh, the doing good and close to perfect. The only one that got me, I believe, was that Arizona game against the Rams. Arizona, I think... Uh, was the underdog, but they got beat by about 10, so they didn't, didn't cover. But three and three is not bad. It's a respectable second. You can brag on that, Ronnie. You finished second in our pick six. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's better than last, right? Yeah. Finish it might be the, the same. Two, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Every week, you're in the top two. All right, so that's it. Uh, before we get into all buffet team, do you have anything else to, to add? Or should we just jump nope, right I just in? I wanted to talk. A... Let's jump right in. Okay, if you want to talk about something, I just uh, remembered one thing we haven't discussed for a while is one of our wagers at the very start of the season, which we seem to give up on because of all the injuries, but how is um, <laughs> the three receivers in Dallas getting a 1,000 yards? So I'm going to bring that up before we get into all buffet, just because I feel a little better about it now. I said they wouldn't get a 1,000 yards. Uh, for each of the top three receivers in Dallas. But you know what? They're going to probably get one. Amari Cooper, and again, they play tonight, so these numbers could always change. Amari Cooper's got about 850, so he's probably going to get there. CeeDee Lamb's about 650, so he's going to need to really step it up over these next, what, four games for him to get there. And then Michael Gallup pulling up the rear at 538 yards. So, But again, they get to play tonight. Their, their week's not over. Uh, so it could still happen, but you know what? I think losing Dak meant a big deal. Huge, huge deal. <laughs> yeah. But that's the NFL. Injuries happen. Yeah. All right. So uh, should we jump right into all buffet team? It's not too many D-line as usual. A decent amount of linebackers and a lot of DBs. But this was a pretty good week. I mean, there was some really big IDP scoring. Uh, going on and some of these guys I gave them honorable mention because they might have led their position group in fantasy defense scoring but they didn't make the Alba Faye team so I brought back the honorable mention just for this week so starting us off with D-line uh, and the Alba Faye team this guy you know I think he might have been drafted on many teams at the start of the year and then just fell off I mean he disappeared but Clellan Farrell of Las Vegas Four two-line, two sacks, two forced fumbles, and a pass defense. So he had a pretty pretty big monster game, and I might have been his only big game of the year. Shaq Lawson, he's been up here before for Miami. Three one-line, two sacks, and a PD. It's a new name that I haven't uh, probably said ever in my lifetime, Bilal Nichols for Chicago. He has had a two-two-line, a sack, an interception, and a pass defense. So pretty good game out of Bilal Nichols. Uh, Dion Jordan for San Francisco, two-one line, a sack and a forced fumble. Ifyadi Odenigbo uh, for Minnesota. He had a one-one line, a sack, but he got the safety. So the safety made him the, join this list. And then, of course, the honorable mention, 
he did not make the Al Buffet team, but he made the honorable mention Al Buffet, Justin Houston, three sacks and a forced fumble. And he's kind of an old stud that's, you know, not been looking good this year, but he's been a stud in the past. So those are my D-line. What do you think of them? I love them. I was going to ask about Houston, but I'm glad you brought him up. He had a monster game, which I think Buckner had two sacks himself in that game. Oh, yeah, that indie defense, they're for real. All right, so if you're doing team defense, that might be one to look at. Moving on to linebackers. <laughs> our stud, he's on both of our uh, You're the One list, had a super monster game, probably the biggest of, of his life. Joe the Show, Schobert, Jacksonville. <laughs> Five solos, seven assists. He got a sack, one interception, one touchdown, which he took back for uh, you know, his 43-yard interception return for the touchdown, and two pass defenses. So he was all over the field, not just getting tackles like he's – done early in the year and then a new guy here Stephen means for atlanta he had a couple of sacks tj watt for pittsburgh he got himself a sack a forced fumble and a handful of tackles malcolm smith of cleveland he had a three four line a sack and a forced fumble robert splaine he got injured but he did make the alba Fay team uh two one line a sack and two pass defenses anthony walker jr for indy another indy is going to be all over this list i think anthony walker jr seven four big big tackle line a fumble recovery, and a pass defense. Blake Martinez, he's been a stud all year, but he hasn't made this list too often. He had a 5-5 line, a forced fumble, and a PD. And Preston Smith for Green Bay. Usually we're talking about Zadarius, but Preston made it this week. A 3-2 line, a half a sack, and a PD. So not great, but he made the list. And then the honorable mention, like I did in the first category, goes to Kyle Van Noy. Three sacks and a pass defense. So those are my linebackers for uh, the Alba Fay team this week. What do you think? Love them. I really, really like them. And talking about Joe the Show, he was cut in our league this week. So that'll be interesting. That'll be. I'll have to get that bid going. Didn't realize <laughs> that. I should pay attention. Who cuts Joe the Show when he's on both of our You're the One list? I have no idea. <laughs> I think I made a – I cut Mike Hilton finally because he had been just offs forever. And he had a decent game, but nothing great. I figured Von Bell would be better. But anyway, uh, maybe I'll be making that move. All right, defensive back. Uh, big list here, so I'm not going to go over all their stats unless they're super impressive. Uh, so starting off with the touchdown guy, Troy Hill. He's, he's made this list a few times. I think he's a stud at cornerback for the Los Angeles Rams. 4-0 line and in which he took back for a 35-yard touchdown and a couple of PDs. Uh, Tyron Matthew, talked about him last episode. He had two PD, or two interceptions. Kenny Moore for Indy, another Indianapolis guy. So they covered all three positions. He had three PDs to go along with his int and tackles. Harrison Smith, I think he's on your team. Half a sack, int, handful of tackles, two PDs all over the place. Jabril Peppers, this guy's actually not very widely rostered. Jabril Peppers for the Giants. Uh, so keep an eye out on him for the waiver wires. Cameron Dantzler, haven't said his name, so welcome to the club, Cameron Dantzler, cornerback from Minnesota. He had a monster game in terms of getting a pretty much every category you could get except for sacks and touchdowns and safeties. But he had a 3-1 line, a forced fumble, a fumble return, an interception, and a PD. So a little bit of everything, and that's how I like my buffets. So Cameron Dantzler, not bad. A.J. Terrell, Terrell, I mean, for uh, – Atlanta, the cornerback, he had a whole bunch of tackles, forced fumble and a PD. MJ Stewart, Cleveland's cornerback. Uh, Quandre Diggs, Seattle's safety. 
James the Juice Bradbury, cornerback for the Giants. And Marcus May, your guy, safety for the Jets. And last but not least, Kevin Johnson, the cornerback for Cleveland. So probably a lot of a lot of guys there and a lot of names. And I probably went through them really fast. But what do you think of those? I like them all. I'm a big fan of uh, Peppers now all of a sudden. Don't ask <laughs> me why. Well, man, he's getting it done. There were more corners than safeties, uh, but it was pretty close. So that's it for uh, this week's All Buffet team. Pretty big list, and I think defenses are starting to set, uh, stand up to try to make this run for the NFL playoffs, and hopefully that helps a bunch of teams make their run in the fantasy playoffs. And I think this is the, this is the weird year, right, where we have an extra uh, NFL playoff spot, and I think only one team gets the buy now, or maybe two extra spots. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'll have to actually look into how that works, but I know only one, the top team in each uh, d- division or conference gets the bye. And I think one or two extra teams make the playoffs. So it ought to be pretty good. I think it's two. But I'm getting excited. I, I kind of want to see playoffs, even though I was just yawning there. I'm still waking up. <laughs> these, <laughs> these early birds. All right. So that's it for all buffet team. Do you want to get us started? What people want to hear with the waiver wires? It's important this week. Yep, I'm going to go. I'll start right with the defensive linemen. My top three are going to be Leonard Williams of the Giants, two and a half sacks this week. DeForest Buckner, like I said, he's back. Or is he? He had two sacks this week. And then my number one pickup, probably top 15, can't believe he's still available, is Quentin Williams, the New York Jets. He's back-to-back on this list again. Quinn and Williams, man, three sacks over the last three games with a half a sack, one and a half sacks, and one sack. So he's getting sacks on a really bad team, even though they're losing. But they, they were doing all right in the last game. Uh, one inf- piece of information on Leonard Williams there. He had eight or has eight and a half sacks on the year. So he's right up there close to the top in the league lead. And he also has sacks in four of the last five games. So Leonard Williams might be a guy that could carry you through the fantasy playoffs. The only one I had to add different than you is uh, a guy that I believe is on your team still. And we, we highlighted him Montez sweat for Washington, 48% rostered. So still under half. He's been playing great since we spotlighted him a couple of weeks ago on our first and 10 segment. So keep an eye on him to keep, keep producing. And they got the win. Maybe partly due to him getting a bunch of pass defenses. So I like to see those out of defensive linemen. Get your hands up. All right, that's it for my D-line. Do you want to take us to the linebackers? Yeah, um, you mentioned him, John Bostic of Washington, only 30%, and he's, he's back, had a great game. This guy keeps making, moving up the list. He's 49%, top 20 linebacker now, but Nabil Hewitt of the Jets and number one, he's a top 15 linebacker. Can't believe no one's really looking at him as a Darius Smith still. You're the one, yeah. Mr. Smith. <laughs> he's a sack guy. So what do you think about the, the Jets now and firing their – I mean, Greg Williams is an aggressive defensive coordinator. So he liked to blitz a lot. So if they take him out because he's blitzing, is that going to be bad for a lot of that Jets defense to, you know, not get – sacks anymore it's gonna be interesting i mean i didn't see who they named as interim defensive coach for now it'll probably be Gaysa. 
<laughs> yeah, hopefully it's someone in history where he won't change too much because I think, I mean, the defense isn't playing great, but how can you be really good when you trade your best linebacker, you know, you get rid of your best, one of your best defensive linemen and then cut Mr. Desire. Yeah. It's it's tough. I mean, they're kind of – maybe there's locker room issues there. I don't know. There might be. So, honest question. Do you think P- Pierre Desire would have not got burned covering that uh, Henry Ruggs on that last play of that Jets game? I think he would have covered him just fine. I think you cut basically your chance at winning that game by cutting Pierre Desire. Yeah. And he probably – doesn't bite on it, but maybe his numbers are been so good this year because he's been getting picked on a ton. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so he, maybe he would have got beat. <laughs> maybe he plays safe a lot and lets the catch underneath. So he gets beat for the catch, but not the touchdown. He makes the tackle, clock runs out, game over, they win. But again, yeah. like like most people know in America, the Chets don't want to win. They want they want first pick overall. So we'll see what happens there. So uh just looking at Neville Hewitt, I think he he wins no matter what because he's going to get a lot of tackles if he doesn't, you know, get a bunch of sacks and blitzes. So he's going to do all right no matter how this goes. He does have back-to-back games with a sack and 21 solos over the last three games for an average of seven. Uh, I added Nicholas Morrow for Las Vegas. He's only 21% rostered. But in fantasy scoring, he's got 20-plus points in three of the last four games. So Nicholas Morrow is a guy to look for out there. And then if you just like tackles, Tyrell Adams for Houston, 39% rostered, 22 solos, and 13 assists over the last three games. So he's big in uh, tackle leagues, basically, instead of big play leagues like ours. But that's it for my linebackers. Nice. Hey, do you do uh, ESPN, whatever that, that sound is they always have? I can't do it, but I know it. I can't do it either, but we got breaking news. Oh, Eagles let's hear it. named a new new starting quarterback. Jalen Hurts. Hurts. <laughs> oh, he didn't look great in his uh in his fill in, but you know, why not? And maybe Wentz is still hurt. Yeah, exactly. But going back into defense, the correct side of the ball, DBs, I am gonna go Adrian Phillips, 30% owned. He's been on your the one list. He's always hanging around. Seven tackles, five assists. And then number two, your boy Peppers for the Giants, 50% owned. Still can't believe it. But he's how's how is he that low? 50%. I mean, he to me, he's like a top five defensive back and maybe even a top three safety in the league. I'm I'm actually surprised at that, that he's only 50%. Yeah, I agree. And then last but not least, Xavier Howard, um, the INT leader. Four straight Top games. 10. Yeah. Yeah, you can't, can't go wrong. But like you say, you know, the cornerbacks, if uh, they don't go his way, he could easily get a, a, a mama bird and cost you the playoffs. <laughs> so be careful on cornerbacks now. But, I mean, four straight games within that he's done twice, you got you to gotta like Xavier Howard. And Jabril Peppers, I mean – just wow. I mean, I'm starting them every week. So uh, I added uh, Tredavious White, another corner. So another risky, risk, <laughs> risky move. <laughs> He's 18% rostered back to back games with an interception and three in the last four games with an interception for Tredavious White. So he's making a push for interceptions. And then Justin Reed, if you just want consistent tackles, 
Uh, he's the guy to go. Plus, he has two sacks now over the last three games. So Justin Reed, the safety for Houston, he's 42% rostered, so not bad for consistency. That's it for my DBs. All right, going to the other side of the ball. Um, I've been sit- talking up Daniel Jones, great matchups. He's let me down two weeks in a row. I can't even talk about him. So Tua, you've been talking about him, still only 48% owned. And Jalen Hurts, I had a question mark next to his name, wondering if he was going to get the starting nod, but it's official. And then Alex Smith. Is he not one of the toughest football players out there? You got you to gotta give him love for that. And he beat a good team that blitzes all the time. You know, he's got the perfect style to beat Pittsburgh. Check down. <laughs> Get away from that blitz. <laughs> and he got his other leg bloodied up in that game, too, if you saw some of the highlights. He got stepped on, but someone stepped on his foot and ankle and cut him around right around the ankle. He was bleeding pretty good. But anyway, I have different guys, amazingly. So we. I added uh, Baker Mayfield. Uh, he had a pretty good game. And he gets to play away from Cleveland in weeks 15 and 16 versus the Giants and Jets. Giants might be a tough matchup for him, but he's out of Cleveland where the weather is pretty nasty all the time. So that looks good for him. And then Mitch Trubisky, if you're desperate. He has <laughs> decent matchups over the next three weeks. And he's widely available. So that's all I have for quarterbacks. All right. Going to running backs. It never hurts to look. I just put him on there just in case. Mile Gaskin, back from Miami, got a full load. But he's heavily rostered, but it doesn't hurt to look. But my main two guys, Paint and Barber, because of the injury in Washington, he ended up with 14 carries, but not sure how they're going to split the carries. And then T.Y. John... Johnson of the Jets had a hundred yards and a touchdown. Wow. That's not bad. I, uh, I kind of started off at the, the highly rostered guys around 70%, just like, you know, maybe they're out there, maybe not, but JD McKissick for Washington, he's playing against a, a pretty good SF defense. Uh, so he might see a lot of targets there to get away from that pass rush. Cam Akers, the rookie, he's 76% rostered. So probably not very widely available, but, Cam Akers, uh, he's a rookie. The time, the year's getting towards the end, so expect to see these young running backs to get more time now. Uh, Joshua Kelly, he's the same boat. He's not looking great, but 36% rostered. He's the rookie in Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, it's a risky move if you're trying to win the playoffs. If you're in a dynasty or keeper league, it looks pretty great to pick him up because he's, uh, you know, he's kind of a young talent there for the Chargers. So that's it for running back. All right, going into receivers, I got one guy that was interesting, Cam Simmons of Washington. Under 1% owns, had nine targets, 90 yards, you know, not He looks so great. His highlights, (laughs) I mean, one-handed catches. He's catching things everywhere. Yeah, and then Kuti of Houston, 33% owned. Um, The receiver went down with a concussion. Maybe he picks up the slack there. And then this guy, I can't believe is, even though he's had an off year, people have cut him, but 50% owned. T.Y. Hilton is the stud back. Wow, I think so. He had a nice catch on the highlight film too. And that's all I have there. Well, I maybe Colin Johnson of Jacksonville, if you don't have him at 3%. He's had two good games, and Shark's not getting it done no more. Are you going deep diver on me? That sounds like a deep diver move there. 
everybody, including me, is going, who? Who? On what <laughs> <Yeah>. team? <laughs> Jacksonville, man. I can't believe, you know, he had a, God, I want to say he had seven targets and, uh, no, where's my notes? He had, just, I just put two good games back to back. I was like, wow. I might have to look there. So with Houston, I mean, they, Will Fuller suspended the rest of the year. Uh, they've got concussion issues. So I think whoever you can find there, but I might look at tight ends too in Houston. Uh, I had a couple of different guys. Um, Gabriel Davis for Buffalo. He's 17% rostered. Uh, the rookie has scored in each of the last two games and three of the last four games he has a touchdown. So Gabriel Davis is starting to pick up the slack as a, as a young rookie in Buffalo. Uh, Tim Patrick for Denver. He's more of a, not quite a vet, but you know, a, a couple of year guy, two or third, third year guy, 62% rostered. So not widely available, but two scores last week, two touchdowns. And he looks to be a go-to target on third downs and even fourth downs. So Tim Patrick and Gabriel Davis are my wide receiver waiver wire pickups of the week. Nice. Going into tight ends. I'm finding a theme here with the Washington guys, Logan Thomas, 61%, you know, nine catches in that big win. Um, I was going to save this guy for you because you always talk about Anthony Feister of Tennessee, 16%. And Cole, I can't pronounce his name like every other name (laughs) of Cincinnati. The rookie had seven targets and a touchdown, 4% owned. Not bad. I like I like those better than my list. I did have Anthony Persker on here. It looks like he's the main tight end now that John is kind of banged up. And Dalton Schultz, who plays tonight in the Tuesday night football. I mean, we get them all. We've had – have we had every – no, we haven't had a Friday night football game, NFL game, right, this year? <laughs> and no Friday Saturday. Night, baby. Yeah. So we've had Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Sunday. So every day but Friday and Saturday. So – just getting used to NFL every day of the week. I had uh, Dalton Schultz uh, for Dallas. He's just consistent. He's not going to win you the league on his own, but he's not going to cost you points. And then Anthony Fersker. So uh, looking at the Houston Texans, though, uh, being how their receivers are kind of banged up, maybe you look at Darren Fells. I don't know. Jordan Aikens, if Fells can't go. So I don't know if I like either one of them too good, but we'll see. Houston's kind of... Uh, Got to do something if they want to start winning. All right, you want to take us into your favorite, the kicking? Oh, the kicking game. Well, I didn't look too hard. I keep mentioning Graham Geo, 36% owned, and depends on what your scoring system is. He's uh, most definitely a top five kicker. And then New England, you know, Nick Folk, only 3%, and he's getting it done lately. I think I went with uh, Jason Myers for Seattle, 69% rostered. He doesn't, he doesn't miss many kicks. And that's I <laughs> only have one kicker this week. But looking at tight ends, uh, I might add a late tight end here. What do you think of Jordan Reed for San Francisco? He's 40% rostered. He got a touchdown last week. Uh, he's, not, he's getting like maybe on average five to six targets a game over the last few weeks. So maybe they're going to pick it up to him. We'll see. I'm always a Jordan Reed fan. You know, I think we mentioned him a few weeks ago after he had uh, like 62 receiving yards or something a couple weeks ago. But he 
maybe he's going to get it done. San Francisco, they need help. I think he's a good player, and he's pretty fast for his size, but he's he's six foot two, and I like the the matchup issues where, you know, you got a six six tight end, that's really hard for some of these five ten corners or safeties to cover. So you just throw it up, and it's a lot easier, better matchup for you. But speed's also a matchup thing, so he's he's more of the speed tight end. But I might add him as a late someone to keep an eye on to the waiver wire. All right, Perfect. that's our waiver wire gems, or pearls, or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I like pearls. Pearls works for me. Um, yeah, that's about all I have for this week. You have anything else? Uh, I want to go over just how some of these defensive played. Uh, real quick over last week. So looking at just the, the stats for each of the games, the team that got the most sacks was Green Bay. They got seven sacks this week. So, I mean, a lot of those were only a couple of players, but that was kind of a surprising move. And then right behind them, you got Miami getting six. That one, that one killed me. I mean, I, I, have, uh, I started a lot of Miami guys this week, including Emmanuel Ogba and Jerome Baker. And they happen to be the only ones on Miami that didn't get a play in the uh, let's get sacks and quarterback hits. Well, Akba got five quarterback hits. And if you remember, Joey Bosa had a zero sack, five quarterback hit game, followed the next week by a three sack, five quarterback hit game. So don't, uh, don't sleep on Emmanuel Akba. But yeah, Jerome Baker and Emmanuel Akba didn't get, a, didn't get a play in that let's get a bunch of sacks game. But those were my two uh, standout defensive teams of the week in terms of getting sacks. And then there's a few other, like Indy had a pretty good game. The Giants. Giants was expected. Uh, I didn't expect them to beat Seattle, but I expected the defense to to play well. Yeah, I was impressed with Green Bay overall defensively. And it makes me wonder, what are they going to do with the rookie they drafted last year? The defense is playing good. Aaron Rodgers sticks around. You know, it's just... Green Bay's put together a nice little defense this year. Yeah. And maybe they're, if you're talking about the rookie quarterback, he maybe he sits out for a couple of years. I mean, that's what Aaron Rodgers did, right? He had Brett Favre in front of him, right? So he had to sit yeah. out for maybe two years. But a lot of these good quarterbacks, sometimes they sit out. Patrick Mahomes didn't really get to play his first year. So we'll see. And I don't know if the rookie's good or not, but they did draft him in the first round. and They moved up for him, so... <laughs> But their rookie running back hasn't done much either. So, you know, they don't really want to depend on their rookies in Green Bay, I guess. So here's an interesting note. Um, you know, Washington beat Pittsburgh. And Washington had zero sacks. Zero sacks. And they still won the game. And they, had a, they have that good defensive line. So that's a kind of a key stat that stood out for me too. Interesting. I did not know that. I guess I should have looked at the stats a little deeper. I liked. I went through them all today, at least all the defensive stats, to see, you know, what, what, what happened this week in terms of the stat lines, and you know, the why did why did New England just destroy Los Angeles? <laughs> it's because they hit the quarterback a lot and they batted down a bunch of balls. I mean, that's pretty much it. So, New England's looking good, but I don't have yeah. anything else to add. I just uh, these these numbers were just just crazy this week i mean even jacksonville's defense mostly by joe the show but 14 quarterback hits jacksonville did on uh kirk cousins so wow but 
I think Minnesota pulled that one off in overtime. Yeah, I picked them for my lock of the week, and I was sweating that one in the Jets game, unfortunately, but I went 2-0. All right. Do you want to do you want to look at our Thursday night game? Since uh, well, we'll probably get our Thursday podcast out before the Thursday night game. But it's New England at Rams, so we'll just kind of do an overview of it, not get into deep too much detail. New England's going to Los Angeles to play the Rams. Um, the defenses are sneaky good, but not great. I mean, the Rams obviously have Aaron Donald to get some sacks there, but that'll be a it'll be an interesting game. It'll be fun because New England's making a push. You know they're. They're actually third in their division at six and six uh, behind Buffalo, who's first, and Miami, surprisingly. Maybe not surprisingly. Miami's pretty good. But New England might miss the playoffs unless they pull, pull a run. Yeah, I agree with you there. And uh, the Rams, I don't, depends on where you're looking. Their total defense, they're sneak, like you said, sneaky good. They're up high end. New England surprised me that they're actually ranked as high as they are on defense too, only giving up 22 points a game. Yeah. And I think they got the master there with Belichick in terms of he can, uh, he can scheme to win even if he doesn't have players, but yeah, I can't say they don't have players. They just have players that don't really have big names because you know, everybody's got their job and they don't have any studs that stand out. That's why it's always hard for you're the one. But that'll come on Thursday, so I'll start getting ready as soon as the show ends. That's all I have is I, I'm always fascinated with some of these stats in terms of what defenses are looking good. Um, but, you know, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh should be winning with their defense, but they're not. They lead the league in sacks per game at 3.7. They also lead the league in quarterback hits per game at 9.5. So their defense, you know, it's no surprise. They're pretty good. Wow, and the Giants actually total team defense is better than uh, people give them credit for too. I have them above average at every category across the board. The problem is their defense or their offense is also below average at almost every category across the board. So, I mean, they, they give up a lot of fantasy defensive points, but they also score some. And Philadelphia is the same way. So that uh, that NFC, NFC East, man, we'll see how that goes. But we're going to have probably a sub 500 team win that division and go to the playoffs and who knows it'd be interesting it'd be kind of funny to see a sub 500 team go and win the super bowl i guess if they did that they'd probably have to win three or four games so they would probably be above 500 but that could happen yeah right. i agree i don't have any more so if you want to end the show let's uh oh let me throw out our email it's idpbuffet at gmail.com that's idp B-U-F-F-E-T at gmail.com. And feel free to send us whatever you want. Perfect, kiddo. I'll talk to you soon then. All right, see you.